Welcome to Scaling with Disha, the show that helps online entrepreneurs to scale their business to six figures and beyond without the hustle or the overheads. I'm your host, Disha Wadup, and I'll be here each week to remind you that you can do anything you set your mind to. Hello and welcome to another episode of Scaling with Disha. Today we're talking all about managing your time and I am so excited to share this with you. As a previous events manager, I am super organized and I love me some organization and I hate it when things don't go to plan. So managing my time is one of the key things that keeps me motivated that keeps me powered and fired up and keeps me on track. So I have some amazing tips for you today. So make sure you grab a notepad and write these down or take a mental note. These are going to be some amazing things that you can start to implement right now. Whether you are working full-time in your business or working part-time in your business or however you structure your day, some of these things are really, really going to help you. And they have really, really helped me over the years. And I have tried a few different things. I'm going to share some different ideas and tips with you along the way today so that you can really start to implement different things in your day. So you don't have to do all of these things. You don't have to do any of these things if you don't want to. Um, But if you pick one or two to start to do now or this week, then it's going to have a massive impact on your productivity and managing your time. So one of the first things that I love and I found out during lockdown in 2020 was Focus Mate. And it is a fantastic tool to work with complete strangers virtually. Sounds weird, right? You jump on a Zoom call effectively with a complete stranger. You tell them what you're going to do in the next 50 minutes, and then you set a timer and you go for it and you get things done. It is so productive. It has been amazing for my business. Anything that is on that list of things that you want to do, but just never really gets done for whatever reason, this is where this comes into play. So you can book a Focusmate session at any time. And so it's focusmate.com or co-work with some friends. I have had networking groups and friends that I co-work with regularly just to get stuff done in my business. So you can have a chat and a catch up and then work on things and then come back, have a chat and a catch up, grab a coffee and then come back and work on things again. And having that set time means that there's no looking at the phone, there's no distractions. You're being held accountable for what you're going to get done in that time frame. I have tried the Pomodoro technique where you set a timer. I even have an app uh, called Flora in which it kills a flower when you touch your phone. <laughs> Legitimately kills a flower. It's obviously a fake flower. Don't worry. No flowers are, are harmed in the making of this app, but it kills a flower if you touch your phone. And if you pick up your phone during the time that it has allotted, then it says you're about to kill a plant and you put your phone back down and you get back on with your work. So a fantastic app if you are always checking your phone or checking your messages when you should be concentrating. The idea that we can multitask as humans just isn't true. We need to have dedicated time, especially if there are tasks that we don't want to do or are time-consuming or brain-power-consuming. We need to be focused on those tasks. So whether that's playing some music or putting your phone aside and really concentrating and having a session where you are focused, 
for a specific time frame. And again, I say a specific time frame because if you set a timer and are engaged for a specific time frame, then you know when you can break that mental capacity and have a break, but you won't do it in the meantime. So setting those timers and really sticking to those with a co-working buddy is a fantastic way to work through your to-do list and 100% recommend this. And you can block them off in your calendar, whether you do them through Focusmate or you do them through a website um, entirely up to you or just have a, have them with your friends, any co-working, networking spaces, uh, anywhere you can physically go and then absolutely do that as well. So the other thing that has really helped me is writing a to-do list. So having a to-do list each day of everything that you need to get done. So whether you write your to-do list at the start of the week and plan out for the entire week's worth of to-do lists or you schedule it out and break it down. But when you do these to-do lists, if you do not do the item on your to-do list, move it to the next day. And do not start the day with the easiest things on the to-do list because this is fooling you into ticking them off. The other tick trip, though, is to add some things onto your to-do list that you have already done. So you get to tick them off straight away. It's that feeling of accomplishment that you are already starting your day with a super simple task you've ticked off. I made my bed today. Tick, it's on the to-do list. I did it. Yay. Winning at life before I've even sat down at the desk. So there are things in your life that you're going to have to do that don't necessarily involve work. Add them to your to-do list. Walking the dog, eating lunch, add it to your to-do list. It is a fantastic way to tick things off, feel accomplished, and move on with your day. Start with the three big things that you must do on your day. So whatever that is, anything that's going to move the needle for you in your business, what needs to get done today and is a non-negotiable for you in your business today. For me today, it was recording this podcast and sending some, some stuff over to my VA. The Those are my non-to-do things today. And it sounds really simple. They are really easy tasks for me to do. It's not the only thing that I have done today but they are the tasks that need to get done to move my business forward into the next level and to get those major tick boxes done. So having major things on your to-do list that you need to get done, as well as the minor things on your to-do list that could be done today. If they can't be done today, schedule them in for later on in the week or even in the month, but have those planned out for you so that you are doing this. Using whatever technique works for you. So I have tried things like Asana as a to-do list. I've tried all of those sort of online content uh, management systems and the spreadsheets and all that sort of stuff for my to-do lists. It didn't work for me. I am a visual person who likes to have pieces of paper. I like to have a list and I like to be able to see that list and tick it off actually physically seeing it and ticking it off on a piece of paper works for me. If that doesn't work for you, then absolutely use a task management system that is going to help you keep a log of these tasks. They are fantastic if you have date-specific tasks. So another thing that I do if I have a date-specific task is I add it into my diary. So my calendar is, if it's not in the calendar, it's not happening. Everything goes into that calendar. Because I need to know that I've not double booked myself, whether that's with clients or with friends 
or with my exercise, whatever that looks like, everything goes into that calendar so that it is available for me to see throughout the whole of the day, week, month, year, everything goes into that calendar. So if there's a date specific task that I must do, whether that's checking in with a client or a potential client, whether that's getting some things over to my coach, whether that's getting things over to a VA, whatever those tasks are, they go into the into the calendar so that I can visually see that at the start of the day. Oh, that's got to go on my to-do list today because it needs to be done by this date. So that goes for your accountant, everything that you need to get done by a specific day, add it into your calendar. Again, when it comes to this calendar, I want you to think about if you're taking meetings or client, client calls or anything else like that, what does that look like for you? So for me, for example, people cannot book a meeting with me without at least 24 hours notice because that is going to mess with my schedule and my life. And I have already planned that day ahead. So I don't want people booking in meetings with me on the last minute and being having to rearrange my day because I've planned that day at the start. I don't want to change that day because somebody has booked in a meeting. They can wait 24 hours and they can book it in tomorrow. And that means then tomorrow when I wake up and plan my day, all of my meetings are already in there. Again, this is a business decision for you and whether that's something that you want to do. The same thing for me, I don't give people my phone number because I don't want people calling me outside of the times that I want to work. So they don't have access to my phone number. They can book a call in with me when it is suitable and when it's in my calendar with giving me at least 24 hours notice. And I try to encourage my clients to book a week out because I do get booked up. So encouraging and setting the standards straight away when they are booking this time in and making sure that you are holding your own. So I have times in my diary where I can work with people in Australia. I also have times in my diary where I can work with people in the States. So I'm covering all time zones. Luckily, I'm in the UK, so it's fairly easy for me to cover all time zones. But I have that factored into my diary so that those people in those time zones can get access to me um, because I work with clients all over the world. So I want them to be able to access me but only on the days and times that I have allowed them to. So for example, early mornings on a Tuesday are available for my uh, Australian clients and evenings on Thursdays are available for my uh, US clients. Anybody else and the varying degrees in between can book at any point. I also only take bookings on a Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays because I want to have Mondays and Fridays as my days within my business, my CEO days, my choice days where I get to claim whatever it is that I'm doing without having to jump onto calls and into meetings and being able to manage those things as well. So absolutely set those deadlines and set those parameters in your calendar straight away. So whether you're an established business owner or just starting out, this is a fantastic way to set those deadlines and know what you're working within. So know what clients can expect from you when they're booking timings and what that looks like. The other thing is, as a good tip to um, book in wee slots. <laughs> so when I first started working and you will have probably done this, you book back-to-back meetings and all of a sudden you've got four hours of calls and you haven't had time to make a coffee or go to the toilet. 
So make sure that you're booking in those 15 minute slots just so that you can breathe and you're not jumping from meeting to meeting because there is nothing worse than jumping from meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting and four hours down the line, you're desperate for the toilet, the dog is annoying you and you can't wait for a coffee. So make sure that you are booking in those 15 minute slots in your calendar as well. The other tip is time blocking. I started doing this back in 2019 and I time blocked my day out so that I was being really specific with tasks. And if a task was going to take me longer than the allocated time I had allocated for it on that day, it got moved to the next day. So if I hadn't finished it within the time frame that I had allotted for that day, it was moved to the next day so that I could finish it on the next day and it went into that time frame as well. I wanted to make sure that I was sticking to this. And the very first day I did this, I forgot to time block lunch. So do make sure that you are time blocking lunch. And yes, I could have broken my own rules and I could have broke for lunch and got up and made something rather than sticking to the plan that I had planned. But that would have been breaking my own rules. And I don't like to break promises to myself. And I was going to stick to that promise. So I didn't eat lunch that day, but I did take everything off in my time blocking and all of those tasks got done. So make sure if you're going to do the time blocking that you are allowing for lunch, for walking the dog, for picking the kids up, whatever it is that you need to do in your day, time block it in so that you are factoring in how long it's going to take. This is also great because if you are a service-based business, you can allocate those times and you can track the time that you're spending on those clients' accounts. So if you have a set system that you are implementing for a client, for example, if you're a service-based business, then you know that you're going to have to spend six hours on doing this task for that client. And you can track that into that week so that you are making sure that not only are you logging those hours, but you're spending that time on that client's account and you've allocated for it throughout the week. You're not having to work late nights or weekends to complete client work because you factored that in at the start. When you do the time blocking, you can totally put that into your calendar so that set things go in every day. So my outreach, for example, um, my, my marketing, my business building is a set thing every day in my calendar as a mark so that I know when it gets to that time during the day, I have to do this marketing because I have to allow for it at some point during the day so that it is getting done in my business. So non-negotiables go into my calendar and my time blocking as well to make sure that they are done. I know that people say that I am a organizational freak on steroids and I am absolutely okay with that because I have so much to achieve in this life. I have so much to get done and I want to be proactive in getting it done and having all the systems in place to make sure that I am doing it. And one of the good things about managing your time is we're going to go into it later in episode six around looking for help. But when you are managing your time effectively, you know what you can outsource and what you have time to do yourself if you have managed that time effectively to start with. So when you get to looking for help, you already know those processes and systems that you have started to implement will come in massively when you start looking for help and bringing on those additional team members to help you do certain things in your business. 
I hope you have found this useful. If you have found any of these tips useful today in managing your time, let me know below. Hit the review button, leave a review, let me know which time managing tip you are going to start to implement and let me know how it goes for you. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button and come back for episode six where we start to look for help, which will absolutely help you to manage your time better when you start hiring your first team members. And next week, we will be back talking about imposter syndrome. So this is something I've struggled with and I cannot wait to tell you my journey and how I have overcome it. And I continue to overcome it every day because it is a process and it will never go away. So I'm excited to get stuck into that next week. And as always, hit subscribe. If you have any questions, then please, please reach out to me on any channel that you are using and I will be here for you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I really hope that you genuinely learned something from today's episode. If you found this episode useful, then please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. I personally read each and every one. Until next time. Bye.